Welcome to the Be Free RE podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angotti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. All right, welcome back to another episode, everybody. Tony, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. How about oh, yourself? Hey, man, living another day. <laughs> I no. got a new I got a new banker's light for my desk. It's one of those little green shade lights. Do you know the history of those lights? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know the history of the banker's lights? This is an important thing for you. So apparently in the early like 1900s, your wife is like an accountant or something, isn't she? Yeah, she is now. Yeah, yeah. Well, she should know this. So, you know, um, those green visors that accountants and bankers wear in old movies? Yeah. I, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, the reason why was because in the early 1900s, they thought that green light put less strain on your eyes. So people like bankers and accountants who looked at numbers on paper all the time, they would get those green visors so that the overhead lights didn't put white light on their eyes. They put green light. And that's also why the traditional banker's light has a little green shade that you can move down so that your uh, eyes are not strained um, by the... By all the money you're counting. Well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Money machine over here. All because of the banker's light. How did you come into this banker's light? Did you get it at a estate sale or what's the, you've been looking for one for a long time? I bought it on Prime Day. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> That's a very honest answer. That's great. Sponsored by uh, Bankers Lights and yeah. preventing green light, ex- well, actually helping green light exposure to your eyes. So There you go. The physics yeah. of it is actually it uh, absorbs all the light except for green spectrum. So Yeah, helps your plants. Yeah, there you go. Love it. Um, well, we have a Florida tenant story today. I don't know how to transition from Bankers Light into anything else here. We have a Florida Florida tenant story today about some cats, and we oh how cute yeah very cute you're gonna love it. And then we have a uh, a call about some commercial real estate. So who do you want to start with today? Should we start with the uh, should we start with Florida tenant or should we jump into? Do you think that that Lenny guy's cat? Is also the same cat in this story. Yeah, people got a lot of they got a lot of love for the uh, for the, the Lenny feline. the Lenny episode. I think uh, like Lenny's cat is uh, what's the religion that believes in reincarnation? It, it's one of those basically. It's, yeah, it's somebody who's come back and uh, lives with the sewer people. Lives with the sewer people and it's uh, <laughs> you know leads. We, we didn't really get into how how uh, how that property was like fully acquired in great detail, but I, I suspect it's like one of the the ghosts of the past of uh, of, uh, of the previous owner, something like it's that. like it's like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Super reasonable. Well, uh, transition. Anyway, let's let's begin with the cats, which yeah. is clearly clearly Lenny's cat is moved to a new house to lead a new colony. Yeah. So Len cat. Uh, so cat lady took cr- crazy to a whole new level, and it begins with a small aside. If you don't have a cat story, I don't even consider you a legitimate real estate investor. And now the story begins. One time, I had this genius idea. I was going to do everything virtual. I wasn't ever going to meet tenants in person. I just do everything on my table on the computer. I put a new carpet 
and fixed this unit up. Then I put some pictures and did a video walkthrough on Craigslist. There was this lady who was getting a job uh, as an assistant manager in Atlanta. She liked the place. I emailed her a lease and a PayPal request. This was pre-COSI times for the first month's rent and deposit. She paid the next day. I put keys in a lockbox. She could check herself in. I was a freaking genius. She paid like clockwork for five months and I was considering writing a book. I'm a real estate genius. After six months, she stopped paying. Her response was typical, amazing, and existential all at once. Hey, I noticed you didn't pay rent this month. Everything okay? Her. No response for three weeks. After three weeks. Her. Uh, oh yeah, I moved out about a month ago. I left the place clean, but accidentally left my cat. Me, excludes. <laughs> Want to know what it was like to walk into a recently refurbished apartment after that email? It was something like cats urinating everywhere and lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's Len Cat. He recruited, uh, you know, all the other sewer cats and they crashed the house. So, Can you imagine the scene where you walk in and there's just like a cat colony in your apartment? Do you continue to walk in and experience this or do you just shut the door and leave? <sighs> I mean, I think you at least let the cat out and then shut the door, shut the door. What if there's like 50 cats? Like a cat colony has begun. Uh, they're le- they're beginning their uprising. They're going to take over all of your places. I guess get some of that wet food and leave it outside. <laughs> <laughs> hope they come outside. I don't know, man. Better, better the carrot than the stick. I feel like you're more of a cat person than I am, man. So to me, yeah, it's we like... got two cats. They're not too bad. However, if they were left unattended for three weeks, they probably would also pee everywhere. So I actually like since we pride ourselves on being ten percent half educational. <laughs> I um I will say that a lot of people are anti cats, anti pets, anti dogs. They just they say no pets ever. However, we in our apartments do allow pets. So we um, get extra money for them. We do a monthly fee for cats and dogs, um, more for dog, less for a cat. And we're totally fine with it. I actually think that being okay with the pets is part of the reason why we fill our places kind of fast and also why we can get more money for them. Because it's so hard for people with pets to find apartments that allow their pets that you're definitely serving like a niche no matter where your property is however we also do not put carpet in so Mm -hmm. we always use vinyl floors pro tip is because if a cat or a dog pees on a hard surface floor a person is much more likely to just wipe it up because it's easy if an animal pees on a carpet or a rug or something like that a lot of gross disgusting people will just let it seep in fester (laughs) fester yes Um, so if you do rent to pets, the advice is to um, set the units up so that they're fairly pet proof. There's no such thing as making them pet proof. But like when we put floor trim in, we always put in PVC trim because it's like plastic. So it doesn't really absorb pet smells as much. We always put vinyl floor in because it's water resistant. We don't put in like expensive cabinets because if they get scratched up, we don't want to have to place expensive cabinets we just do stuff so that if it gets damaged by pets it's a lot easier to to replace so especially with we've talked before about the rise in emotional support animals yes with the rise of that it's like you know pet proofing the units can be fairly beneficial anyway since you might get them anyhow pet proofing also serves as kind of kid proofing in a way too and i've seen children do much more damage than 
uh, Fluffy the cat. Yeah, uh, having one daughter and no children, uh, I would agree. Yeah, your daughter's almost there. She's almost to the point of destroying things. Oh, yeah, we went through potty training, though, so. Oh, yeah. there oh, yeah, you go. Yeah. Daddy, uh, I pooped on the floor. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not even. Sometimes you just find one. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, we also have vinyl floor for the same reason. Uh, I'm, I'm curious for, do you have issues with male cats that are marking? We've, uh, we've we, received... make, we make sure that they're all spayed and neutered. Like you can't have a non-spayed and neutered cat. Yeah. Um, we don't force them to have declawed cats because I think that that's like just an inhumane thing to do to a cat. Uh, like declawing cats is kind of, I don't know. It's like removing your fingers, basically. Um, but no, I've never had that problem with male cats. And we, we've had, I don't know, hundreds of cats through our places and haven't had like a bad okay. experience yet. It will happen. I mean, undoubtedly, one day I will have a cat yeah. totally trash a unit. But even if it does, it's like I've made hundreds of dollars in extra pet fees over all of my apartments. That that one apartment having a cat destroy it would be like shrug your shoulders and just bite the bullet i guess yeah we're in the law of large numbers with cats for you now <laughs> yeah i could have my own cat colony to rival when cat go to go to battle i like the idea of that um yeah. all right the allies <laughs> the allies let's jump over to our uh, our voicemail i don't nice. i don't think we have a, a name or a city so we'll have to make it up here there you go on uh, Facebook on July 8th. I have um, not a, I have some rentals that I'm trying to list, so um, that was very helpful. But I have a commercial um, office space about a little short of 3,000 square foot. Um, where would I advertise that um, to get some uh, interest? Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. What so is, who are we talking to? I think that was Juliet from Buffalo. Buffalo? An yeah. office space in Buffalo. Buffalo's jobs are leaving, not, not coming. I think that was Juliet from Indianapolis. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um okay so her question is where to advertise it that's a direct question but i want to bring up a different topic that i've been thinking about with office spaces so she said so she said that this was three thousand square feet with covid there's been a decline in demand for like large offices Obviously, people aren't really looking to rent large offices whenever they don't even have anybody coming to work. But there has been a slight increase that I've at least seen in Pittsburgh where smaller offices are renting much more easily because people are working from home, but they don't want to like be around the kids, leaving them presents on the floor, um, <laughs> having to clean that up during the workday, or they have like, they're just like an accountant or a lawyer or somebody like that that just needs like a small office. They don't really like they're a solo person, just yeah. whatever. Um, so I think that there's something to be said for breaking this 3000 square feet up into, you know, smaller 600, like 600 square foot offices, 500 square foot offices, 300 square foot, whatever, just little like waiting room and one office or two office type spaces. And those I think will be much easier to rent right now for this person than the large office space. Um, however, to answer their question directly, a lot of times with like commercial real estate part of leasing it comes down to being a little bit more there's a lot more sales associated with it than like residential apartments with residential apartments you pretty much just post them online and 
people come to you just from the marketing. With commercial spaces, there's a lot more, especially with the larger spaces, you're going to be having to like proactively reach out to companies that seem like they would be a good fit to you and thinking about like, okay, what kind of person would be a good fit for this space? And then be proactively reaching out to those people and ask and saying like, hey, I have the space available. If you considered moving, what would you know entice you to come here doing that sort of thing? This is why hiring a commercial broker to lease your space is highly recommended, even though you will pay, you know, usually your commission will be based on the total amount of the lease. So like if you sign a five-year lease with somebody, you're going to pay a percentage of that total lease amount typically. Mm-hmm. So um, hiring somebody is the number one thing. But if you are going to market it on your own, number one, like I said, you can be calling different companies to see like good fits. Number two, you can present this or you can start becoming a member of like your local chamber of commerce or like your networking groups or stuff like that, where you're talking to other business owners. So going to those kind of groups is useful. Um, and then in addition to that, there's like your loop nets. So you can post it on like CoStar, LoopNet, that sort of thing. Craigslist, um, Facebook groups for different types of professionals are, are useful. So if you have office space that's not like built out, basically whatever your office space would suit, that's what kind of groups you would post it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more like actual sales and actual like pounding the pavement, so to speak, to find tenants for those spaces. And then signage just being a commercial too. So just having a big sign outside that's says that it's for lease, you, you do get a lot of leads that way. Nice. So the answer is that it's not as passive as residential rentals. It's a little, you're going to have to take a little bit more of an active approach to finding a tenant. And if you don't have the time to do that, you'll be well served by just hiring a commercial broker that works in your area and in your asset class. Awesome. So my, my takeaway is essentially, given the current time, you kind of recommend looking at more of this like sort of subdividing your office space up and looking for the tenants that are uh, kind of in need of a work from not exactly my home situation. Yep. And then from there, it's a bit of a mind sh- mindset shift <laughs> for yeah. uh, for commercial. Uh, you need to think about you're actually going to be pretty actively listing. Uh, you recommend actually engaging a broker and um, sounds like LoopNet. Uh, and then you had basically your different networking groups that you talked about, Chamber of Commerce, Facebook groups, yeah. understanding you know what the space is a good fit for, which hopefully you did before you took it under contract. Yeah. The other the benefit to subdividing it is that you can actually get a higher price per square foot on a yeah. smaller office space. So your aggregate rent for your whole space will be higher, even though your management burden will also be higher. So you have to kind of think about like your competitive advantages, so to speak, and what you have. Like if you have a staff person that rents these and manages them, then you're not going to be paying like re-rental fees and stuff like you would if you had a management company managing this for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, commercial space is a little bit more understanding the space than it is like a one-size-fits-all answer yeah yeah okay good advice all right well i think with that we're going to transition into uh the famous question of what you learned this week you learned what did you anything? learn this week john uh me we're actually buying a used car from a private seller so um there's this app called the torque app and you can plug in this like seven dollar thing it's called ob2 reader and you can basically pull all the diagnostics from the car and you can look at it on your phone and um it's really nice it tells you things like you know the check engine light is on you obviously know something's going 
going on. But what not a lot of people know is you can actually just reset all those lights on your car like very easily. So this kind of thing will tell you how many miles has the car been driven since that was reset and a number of other pieces of information that are quite valuable to you as you are purchasing a, a used vehicle, which I would highly recommend a used vehicle. So hmm. uh, this is my first time doing all that. We're buying a, a, a hybrid car, so we're also using it to check out the hybrid battery voltages and making sure that that's good. So, so there that nice. is. That's what I learned. Ob- obviously works if it's a new car, but not if it's your uh, old no computers car. Uh, I mean, I have a, yes, if you're buying like a collector's 1970s car, yeah. I don't know when the yeah. OB2 pins were in, but yes, um, anything from 2005 forward should definitely have it. So, Did you actually see that inflation would have been totally flat if not for the increase in prices of used cars? Oh, the like prices this, of this year? the prices the prices of used cars over the past few months have went up like eighteen percent. Yeah, so I I'm obviously shopping for cars, so I've been talking to dealers, and it's bananas right now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know why that is, but that is the sole driver of inflation increasing. Otherwise, it would have remained flat. Yeah, these guys can't even pick cars up at auction. They were saying anymore because the dealerships are picking them up. So, so what I learned this week is that it actually seems like I read. Some statistics this morning, and nationally, buyer demand seems to be going down hmm. for houses. They don't. It won't. Re, it won't be like clear if that's just due to seasonality or if it's actually going down until probably next year. However, right now there are there was actually a reduction in new home mortgage applications, which is how they you know that's how they're looking at like yeah. demand for purchases. So there was a reduction for the first time in in a while, and um, shows that maybe the market's evening out a little bit. I don't. Um, obviously, all real estate. Is is local. My local market is still pretty hot, but it could perhaps be evening out over the next year or two. All all speculation though, because this could just be a seasonal thing. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's an exciting time for sellers anyway, I think right now. So hopefully there's some good news for the buyers. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, I think with that, that's all we got for this week. Thanks, everybody. Oh, Tony, where can they find us? (laughs) (laughs) They can find us at BeFreeRE on Instagram. They can find me at 412Agent. And then we need your questions. Um, Don't leave your name or where you're from because we will make it up for you. But call 412-212-8366 and we will answer your question on the air. Um, That's that. And thanks to our our sponsors, Cabinet Jacks. And uh, we got them back. And... (laughs) I forget who the sponsor was earlier in this episode. (laughs) It's not good. Banker's lights. Oh, banker's lights. Yeah. Yeah. Easing the strain on your eyes as you count your Scrooge McDuck money. Since 1915. Yeah. All right. Since electricity. All right. See everybody. (laughs) 